All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. We're going to have to get some four tops and other stuff for Brownie next Tuesday. Can't wait. Wait for uh, next Tuesday for you uh, musical buffs. It'll be uh, taking us back in time. I can't wait. Be a lot of fun. Welcome back to the Gregor Show on Sports 1440, Orders Nation, YouTube, and Facebook, where uh, everybody's uh, exhaled a little bit. Uh, the Orders played a sound game last night to uh, defeat the uh, Los Angeles Kings and might have gotten a little bit of a break in the uh, in the race in the Pacific Division because uh, Adrian Kempe, with 90 seconds left in the game last night, got tangled up with Cody Ceci, went down awkwardly, left the game, actually uh, didn't continue on the road trip as the as the uh, Kings are in Calgary tonight. Instead, he flew back to L.A. He's getting an MRI. And initial, like, just looking at it, to talk to some people, they watched, like, it didn't look good. Uh, you know, like, a month would seem the minimum at this point for Kempe. That could be a, like, if it's longer than that, you got to remember, we're under two months left in the regular season, right? There's uh, 31 days in March. There's 18 days. Uh, so 20 days is when the playoffs begin. So that's 51 days. There's only 54 days until the playoffs begin. That's, uh, you know, less than eight weeks. So you have anybody who's injured more than eight weeks, they ain't ready to start the playoffs. So uh, now at that timeline becomes a factor. For sure. Uh, it is the Gregor Show, as always, presented by PlayAlberta.ca. Uh, get in the game. You know, use the promo code SPORTS50 or CASINO50, and you'll get uh, your free $50 wager, depending on uh, which games you like to play. We uh, welcome back to the show our uh, regular uh, guest at this time. Of course, uh, the uh, Spec Report brought to you by GS Construction, where uh, they are hiring right now, baby. It is humming for uh, GS Construction. So uh, if you want to work for a great company that's going to celebrate 50 years this June, Go to Indeed.com and look up GS Construction as uh, Mark Spector joins us. And uh, Spec, pretty uh, solid game uh, last night. There's a few things uh, that, that I've noticed that when here we are 10 days away from the uh, the trade deadline for the Edmonton Orders. And I think uh, with every passing game, there's certain things. Like we all knew they had to play better defense. I think they were capable of playing better defense. They showed it for 32 games and uh, and they did it again last night. So I think they can 
play a sound team defense. But there are certain things in their game spec that I just don't think they have. I don't think they have enough physical forwards. Right, Connor McDavid's got the second most hits on your team amongst forwards. Right, you got Evander Kane. You know, Corey Perry mixes it up. After that, it's it's kind of slim pick and spec. And I understand the need and the want for maybe a, a top six winger, and that would be great. But I would argue the orders adding two guys in the bottom six who give a little truculence, physicality, and skill can kill penalties. To me, that would be a bigger priority. What about you? Yeah, I'm I bigger priority. I mean, to me, it's really going to come down to the deal that's available. I think they're all priorities. You know, I think Kenny Holland is working on every deal you could imagine. And the the one that becomes available that he likes will shape what the next deal and the next deal are. But yes, their, their bottom chicks is light. Mm-hmm. Either they're guys that are smaller, like Derek Ryan, he's not a big man, or they're guys like McLeod who aren't physical players. Uh, Holloway, he skates around fast, doesn't get much done. He's not a physically imposing player by any means. You know, Yanmark is not a physically imposing player. So, yes, they could use, you know, you look at that Vegas line that they put, that they ice in the playoffs, that fourth line. Edmonton has no answer for that line, Jason. No, and uh, although, you know, the way Vegas is going, they're banged up, uh, they, and they might not even have to face them. Like, Vegas might end up in the wild card, as crazy as it sounds. Like, honestly, they're only three points ahead of L.A. The, the orders actually have a better points percentage. They're one back of Vegas, but they got two games in now. Now Vegas is in uh, Toronto uh, tonight, so we'll see what happens against the uh, surging Maple Leafs. But it is, you know, I just think regardless of who they play, I, I think it's been proven. Like, you even look at when when Colorado, they didn't add the superstar guys. You know, they, they went and added, you know, Josh Manson, who came up huge for them in the Stanley Cup Finals, not only physical, but scoring some goals, actually. And, you know, then you looked at some of the other guys, they brought in some added grit to their team to complement the skill. Edmonton has skill. Scoring goals isn't a problem for the Edmonton Oilers, right? Uh, So they got to look at other elements, for me, anyway. Hey, I think the best example of how big, how far big can get you is when the Montreal Canadiens went to the Stanley Cup Final against who they played uh tampa i think that year which was weird uh remember out of the uh, canadian division because they had a giant defense like kulak was the smallest guy on that defensive court yeah and i'm not saying that it's all about size but that's how far a giant defense got them like you couldn't score them and they had a goalie behind that giant defense couldn't score on them so so you know there's no one right answer you need everything to win but if you lack in a department Lacking in size is not a department you think you want to, you know, that, that's not a, a shortcoming you want to have if you think you're going four rounds. You'd rather be too big than not big enough in the NHL playoffs. Yeah, you're probably uh, fair on that. Um, what'd you make of that Kempe play? That could be a brutal, uh, brutal decision for the Kings and probably uh, suddenly, you know, might put them in the mix for, uh, for a Jake Gensel potentially. Yeah, I mean, I guess, you know, they're a funny team. Like, does anyone, you know, does anyone look at the LA Kings and think they're a Stanley Cup contender? No. Yeah, I think nobody fair. does. That's fair. Right? So, but does anyone look at the Kings and say sell off a bunch of guys and rebuild? No, they don't think that either. So they're they're a they are a middle ground team. Rob Blake's got to take care of his job down there. So if they put Kempe on LTIR, you bet they'll go out and spend that money on somebody. I'm sure they will. So yes, they're back. They probably jump in the pool depending on this injury. You know, as another team that's going to drive the price up on guys like Gensel, right? And uh, spec uh, good news as I did a little uh, digging today 
on uh, Nick Dowd. Uh, he's not playing tonight, uh, so he'll miss his fourth game, but uh, he's been skating, and uh, they expect him back in the lineup when they play their next game on Friday. And uh, I still think Nick Dowd is an ideal option for the uh, Edmonton order. I think Nick Dowd, because there's a lot of people asking about Nick Bugstad. Um, there's, there's no salary. The orders can't, or sorry, in a trade with Arizona, they, they can't retain salary, right? Doesn't right. work. So, um, you look at Dowd, Dowd's 1.3 million. He's essentially half of what Bukestad is anyway. And I, he's a better defensive player. He doesn't shoot like Bukestad, but he's a better defender. He's a better penalty killer. And I, man, I, I still would have him on top of my list if I'm Edmonton. Uh, he checks so many of their boxes, good value contract, right shot center, wins 51.5% of his draws, excellent penalty killer, can play tough minutes against the other team's top guys and do more than just tread water. So, uh, he's still a guy that, that I, I think, and I think a lot of teams though, make no mistake, right? There's lots of teams that are interested, uh, talking from people in, uh, in Washington today, uh, what they're hearing on him. So, you know, kind of be interested and like, the Capitals, especially if you can get a pretty good return for him, like I'll give the Caps credit, Spec. Every time I count them out, they just keep winning games, right? And um, and so they they won another one here uh, with, with Ovechkin, uh, or sorry, with uh, with the two goals the other day. So um, I, I still think that um, you could uh, you could get somewhere with uh, with Dowd and, and Washington. So uh, uh, Mark Spector, do we lose Spec? I think we lost Spec. So well. Uh, We'll try to get him uh, back. Maybe give him a call. See what happened there. So that's a fine I'm back. In the oh, show. are you back? This. Okay, yeah, I can. Uh, I can hear you. There you go. Nice. Uh, just, what did you just mute? You just put us on black there for a second. You disappeared. So it was actually better. But I'm kidding. I don't know. That's uh, far <laughs> <right>. <laughs> uh, so yeah, you you look at um, you know that game last night for the orders overall spec, and really it kind of looked like a game we'd seen from them for a long time, right? Like they didn't give up much in the first period. They got down, but then they came back, and really their penalty kill changed that whole game. Like their penalty kill had a yep. funk, but now suddenly in a span of two games, spec their penalty kill looks good again. It's weird. I think everybody's finally on the same page on this team, in this town, in the media. You know, this isn't about the Taylor Hall years where we used to scream for more goals all the time. Now, I think everybody is in the same boat where we see how the Oilers have to play to be successful, right? You see how it, it starts with being a good penalty killing team. Don't force yourself to have to score four and five goals in playoff games, right? If you just if you leave it to the Oilers' offense that you only need three, maybe four, you're going to win a ton of games because the Oilers' offense is going to get you three every night and often four. So you know it starts with a penalty kill. It starts with a proper defensive game. It starts with playing a boring no four check clog up the neutral, neutral zone team like L.A. Kings. And, oh, man, I'm glad I, don't, I only have to watch that four times a year. That <laughs> team stinks for entertainment value, pal. I wouldn't pay a dollar to watch them play. But if you get suckered in and don't play that team the right way, they're going to beat you. Yeah. So we saw the orders last night. They knew exactly what to do. Was the first period awful and boring and not worth any of your entertainment dollar? Yes, it was. But the Oilers came out of it in good in a good situation, and they won a hockey game. And their offense eventually prevailed because their defense kept it close enough and waited for the offense to come. Yeah, and uh, you know uh, their offense came from kind of the, the likely guys, and you know Evan Bouchard, who's now leading the NHL in goals for defensemen. Spec, he's an elite offensive defenseman. 
No, I don't think anybody out there can argue that. He's an elite offensive yep. defenseman. He'll make some plays like we saw in the second goal to make it go, hmm. Uh, I looked it up. There's only one defenseman in the NHL on a playoff team who's been on the ice for more goals against five on five. So is that an issue? I think it's, I think it's somewhat of an issue at times. Um, he, he can usually outscore his mistakes. So that's a, that's a huge benefit. Right, he's a weapon that not a lot of teams have. There's not guys who can score by themselves from the blue line as consistently as Bouchard does. Right, so um, would I want him to be a little bit more consistent defensively? Of course, but I don't. I don't view it as a as like he's never been that guy. So I'm not going to suddenly ask Evan Bouchard to turn around and become Matthias Ekholm defensively. Well, I mean, everybody does what they do well. Like, like. Evan Bouchard is a better offensive defenseman than one of the best guys I can think of off the top of my head, Alex Petrangelo. Bouchard's better offensively. He's oh, not yeah. as good defensively. Yes. Right? Not as good defensively and probably never going to be. So, you know, you, if you had both of those things in the same player, my friend, you'd have Chris Pronger or you'd have Scott Stevens or you'd have, you know, Niedermeyer. Well, guess what? I'm not putting Bouchard in the Hall of Fame quite yet. So the point is you're blessed yeah. with an offense with a defenseman that shoots it like him, that plays it and passes it like him, that racks up the points. And you just got to figure out how to protect them defensively once in a while, right? Yeah, hundred percent. Right. And um but it to me it's just it's a real weapon that I, I think he's gaining confidence when to use it. Right. Um, you know, that, that play him and dry subtle decided because I asked Connor McDavid, I ran into him afterwards and he was like, no, that's not, a, that was just two guys ad libbing. Right. Uh, realizing that LA kept trying to take away McDavid on the flanks. Right. They, they cheated away to the outside and opened up the middle. And that's what that's, that's why it's called a power play. The smart guys figured out, okay, hey, you want to take that away? How do we adjust? We're going to move Leon's dry subtle into the high slot, which honestly, spec, I can't recall if they've ever scored a goal like that on the power play yeah. in the last three years. You know, that Leon doesn't spend much time in there, no. right? That is not his office for sure. So, hey, listen, that, that, I agree with you. They These guys have been on a lot of power plays now. They don't, you know, I'm sure, I'm not going to say they don't need a coach, but they can coach themselves in game. Oh, yeah. They can see what's going on. They've been, they've seen it all. They've seen every different way of trying to defend this power play. And I think if you look at the numbers over the last four or five years, They've always, for every question they face, they've clearly had an answer because it's the best power play in the game over that period of time. So now they figure a new way to score. You know, now they got to come protect the middle. Who's open on the flank? You yeah. know who's open on the flank. Yeah, it's not. Uh, it's not bad at all. Uh, Spec, <laughs> have a have a good week or day. We will uh, chat with you tomorrow. The St. Louis Blues, a little out of town scouting for anybody who's interested. The Blues are in Winnipeg to take on the Jets, and then we'll be in Edmonton tomorrow night. So uh, we'll see. And out of town scoreboard, of course, the Kings are in uh, Calgary, and uh, Vegas currently taking on uh, Toronto. Vegas lost tonight, uh, and the orders could uh, leapfrog Vegas and still have two games in hand. So uh, out of town scoreboard some, could help the orders tonight. Yeah, there's some good games yeah, on there's tap. Some- Beauty games tonight. Like there's, there's a full slate of early games. I got Toronto Vegas on in front of me. Philly's playing Tampa. Yeah. Uh, there's a bunch of good games and then, and the late games are good too. I'd say, uh, open up a nice bottle of red and watch some hockey tonight, folks. <laughs> uh, Detroit, Washington, pretty big game. If you're looking in the, like for Washington anyway, if they want to catch Detroit and then maybe Philly, they got to win tonight. Yeah. They play Philly later on this Great. week. So that should be some big games too. Awesome spec. Thanks for your time. All right, man. There you go. That's the uh, spec report brought to you by GS Construction. Uh, DVD will join us next. 
Jets, Flames, Oilers, Canucks, lots of rumblings. We'll break it down on the Gregor Show, presented by PlayAlberta.ca, here on Oilers Nation, YouTube and Facebook, and Sports 1440. Oh, Brownie on his way home. He's singing loud to this one. Ooh, I like it. Welcome back to Tuesday edition of the Jason Gregor Show on Sports 1440. Oilers Nation YouTube, hope you are having yourself uh, a wonderful day. It is, uh, you know what, say, hey, a lot of snow last few days but uh admittedly we need it so uh i don't know about you guys but i'm fine with it it looks nicer anyway white everywhere now i know hey there's lots of people that uh if, if you're a snow removal company you're probably thanking it because you haven't had a lot of work running the grader you haven't really had a lot of work doing that so but, uh, hey maybe, maybe i'm sure there's a few more fender benders out there All right so try to look at the positive it's uh boosted a few different uh areas of the economy for sure i would think uh, let's get to our big guest of the day today, brought to you by the uh, Junior Prospects Hockey League, an academy-style approach for you, 14, you 15, and you 18, players with a focus on skill development and education. Learn more at juniorprospectshockeyleague.com. From uh, NHL.com, covers the orders, the Flames, the Jets, and the Canucks. Uh, Derek Van Deest joins us, or we just call him DVD. Now, DVD, before we get to the hockey, because, of course, I know you're a, you're a huge soccer guy. Uh, what do you make of the rumblings for Alfonso Davies and Real Madrid? That's exciting. It's exciting to see him uh, go to that club. Um, you know, he'd be the first Canadian to, to play for for that club. Uh, he's not the first Canadian to play in the Spanish League. Uh, there's been a Canadian to play there before. Uh, Julian de Guzman played in the Spanish League. But, uh, no, that's exciting to have someone, uh, you know, like that, someone from Edmonton going to play in Real Madrid. I hope it happens. I, I understand it's a verbal agreement, but now they got to get into the numbers and dot some I's and cross some T's. And uh, it'll be exciting to see Alfonso Davies where – where the you know the white of uh, uh, you know Real Madrid that famous jersey and uh, uh, it's going to probably be a big seller here in Edmonton and around Canada. Uh, Real Madrid jerseys are. Have you been to uh, to see a Real Madrid game live? Yeah, I went. I went about. Gee, I want to say about twenty years ago. Okay. I went uh, to to Madrid. Uh, I saw a game there. That's when uh, they had the Galacticos there. That's when Beckham was playing there. That's when Zidane was playing there. Ronaldo was playing there. So. Uh, I was fortunate enough to, to go and I went on a press pass. So I got into the press tribune and I got to watch uh, a game there. So that's, it, it's unbelievable stadium. That stadium is, is an unbelievably magnificent stadium. It's built almost straight up. So every seat is a wonderful seat. Uh, yeah, it's one of the cathedrals of, of the soccer world. Uh, and when I, in my travels to Spain, I did get to see a game in Real Madrid. I didn't get to see a game in Barcelona, but I did take a stadium tour in Barcelona. That's another spectacular stadium but yeah that that stadium is unbelievable in in madrid awesome now uh, i know vancouver and winnipeg two of the teams you covered have already made significant moves they might make another one but uh, i'm sure here in the next 10 days maybe more of your focus is right here in alberta the orders are going to be buyers and a lot of people think the flames are going to be sellers so fun question for you do the flames sell off more players like two or three or do the orders acquire more two or three Good question. Very good question. I think the Flames sell off more players. I okay. think the Flames are looking at that roster, and obviously Hannafin's got to go. Tanev's got to go. Maybe Markstrom's going. I don't know. if It depends on the market for Markstrom. I, I know I, they don't have to trade Markstrom. He's still got some term on his contract. They got Dustin Wolf coming up the pipe. They they hope that he can come in and, and do some good things. Uh, but if someone offers him something over the top for a goaltender like that, if someone believes that, 
he's a guy that can take him over the top, then yeah, Calgary's listening to those deals. Those other two guys are unrestricted. They're not coming back. They got to go. And then you got to see what else is, is in the works there. What what other uh, cards Craig Conroy's going to play? I know that he's, he's shopping Hannafin around and, and he's going to wait probably to the very last moment to get the very best deal he can for that defenseman. And it'll be interesting to see what happens with Cristiano. But I think Calgary, it'll be – they're playing well now. That's the funny thing is they're playing pretty well. So they're kind of hanging around there. But I think eventually you're going to have to move those pieces because um, you don't want to just let them walk. You don't want another situation like Johnny Goudreau. I think they learned their lesson from Johnny Goudreau. Talking to Craig Connor about that. I talked to him about that earlier this year. He thought Johnny Goudreau was coming back. They yeah. thought he was going to come back, so they didn't move him. And then he ended up ditching him. So they don't want a similar situation with those other unrestricted free agents that they got on the roster, and they, and they got quite a few. So, uh, yeah, they'll be busy at the deadline. They'll be they'll be subtracting, but it'll be interesting to see what other teams do. And I hope the Oilers, you know, they, they make those moves. Everyone knows what they need. They need depth defensemen. They need a top six forward. They need they need they need pieces to kind of get them over the top and hopefully. Uh, Ken Holland will be able to work the phones and, and get something done for them. Yeah, like I can honestly see three players uh, in Edmonton. I think there's a chance for for like a depth defenseman, as you mentioned. I could see two forwards. Um, you know, maybe yeah. you know, maybe they stretch it to three if they really just want to go bodies in, body out on their fourth line. That they could do that for for cap space wise. So. You know, we'll see, but I, I, I think Edmonton honestly feel like they're a good team, right? They're a very good team. And they, last night, DVD, they showed that when, when they decide to commit to team defense, they're pretty good at it. And we saw it for a long stretch, right? They kind of, they kind of, you know, slipped a little bit here in, in early part of February. No question about it. Uh, but the games against Dallas and this game against LA, they were pretty sound defense. Even the Vegas game that they lost three to one, I thought that was one of their better games, in fact. Yeah, and I think uh, I think a lot of it has to do is that they know how LA plays, and I and I you know I was listening to Specter earlier on. They just play such a non-risk type hockey. They just don't take any chances, don't take any risk, try to kill the game off. Uh, you know that that first period was as dull a first period I've seen in a long time. But the Oilers have kind of learned to kind of be patient with that. I think early on when when LA was playing that kind of game, the Oilers would try and push the pace a little bit, and they get caught. They get people in behind them, and then suddenly they're down two or three goals, and then that's a tough team to come back on. But I think now they're really being patient. They're, they're kind of waiting, biding their time, and they're not afraid to kind of, okay, you want to wait us out? We'll wait you out, and then we'll see what happens. And I think having L.A. come in here and knowing exactly how they have to play the Kings, having had success against the Kings for the last two years in the playoffs, I think was a good thing, and I think the owners realize that. They say, hey, we know what we have to do against these guys. Just go out and do it. And I thought it was an excellent third period. I thought the PK came up with a huge kill on the five-on-three. That was a massive turning point there because I think if L.A. goes up 3-1 there, then that's a tough, tough game to come kind of reel in. But I think they did well, and and I think there's a lot of positive things to build off that game. But that's the game that Edmonton has to play now. They have to play that patient game, start from the back end, play solid defensively, and the goals will come. But you can't be chasing the game. You can't be chasing the game like they have in the last little while. So I think they have to play that that patient game. And and I thought it was a, it was a, the perfect game played by Edmonton the other night. Yeah, uh, Derek Van Dees joins us, of course, uh, for NHL.com, covering all the Western Canadian teams from uh, Winnipeg all the way to uh, Vancouver. And you know, Vancouver is an interesting team here for me. 
Um, you know, I, I think they, they would still probably like to upgrade their, their blue line. They've made a lot of changes, uh, from the start of the year that they've been the, the most active team, no question, uh, throughout the season in trades. And so, and that's Jim Rutherford's MO. He's not afraid to make moves. And so I'm, I'm really kind of curious, DVD. What do you think the Canucks are going to do here in the next 10 days? I think, I, I really do think they're going to try and upgrade, uh, especially on their back end. I think they're going to try and upgrade their blue line. Uh, I, I do think they got to get a little, just a little bigger on the back end. I think they have a lot of skill. They have a lot of talent. Um, but I, I, I do think that they, they, they just got to get a little tougher on the back end and play more of like Rick Tockett hockey. I, I like their forward group. They're always going to upgrade in the forward group. But, but I think, you know, I, I've said this before with Vancouver. I think Vancouver is looking at just this is the opening of their window. So I think they're not going to be a big fire sale in Vancouver. They're not going to sell off a bunch of prospects. They're not going to sell off a bunch of draft picks going for it now. I think they realize, hey, we have a good core here. We have a strong core. We have a good group of guys. We can kind of go with these group of guys, and and we think we can compete with these group of guys. So I don't see them giving away a first-round pick. I don't see them giving away a top prospect. I don't see them kind of going all in with their chips, maybe like the Oilers might or some other teams might, where their window's closing a little bit. I don't see them doing that. If there's a trade to be made there, one for one, they may do it. They may do it to upgrade. But I think they like their team, but I don't think they're in that, that okay, our window's closing mode. We have to get all in. I think they just they believe their window is just opening and they're going to have a four, five, six-year run here with this core group of players. And when they bring in some of these draft picks and when they kind of bring in some of these prospects, they're going to even better. So I don't think – they're that desperate to make a move. If it's there, they'll make it, uh, especially considering you're kind of waiting to see how the dominoes fall. They did make one move. They got Liverpool out of Calgary. So we'll see if they make another one to kind of supplement that. But uh, I don't see there's a lot of desperation there in Vancouver to make some moves. I think they really like their hockey team right now. Do you think they sign Phil Kessel? You know, <laughs> what I've seen, um, I guess Phil Kessel was skating in Vancouver, but he wasn't in shape. Like it, it, it seemed like he was kind of. I saw some videos of him skating around laps, and he looked like he was exhausted. So if you know, if Phil Kessel comes in in fantastic shape, could he help you? Maybe you know he was a healthy scratch. What for fourteen of the sixteen you know, playoff wins last year, something like that. For for he might be able to help you, but I think there might be other other options out there apart from Phil Kessel. Maybe he can help you on the power play, but from my understanding. Uh, you know, this is still like he, he hasn't come in here ripped and ready to go. He's has, he's has to come in here and get into shape, which I, I don't think is going to impress Rick Tockett very much. If you're looking for a job, you better become ready to audition for that job. And my understanding is that, that he's not, not yet anyway. Yeah, no, and that, yeah, it's totally fair. So he's got to get in shape and, you know, sign as a depth guy, uh, no question about it. And so, We'll see what happens now. Basically, though, they'd have to sign him by March 8th because if they sign him at the 9th, then he's not eligible to play in the playoffs. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So, so they, they got 10 got days. Weeks to see. Yeah. 10 days to decide if, uh, if that's what they're going to do or not. Uh, DVD, uh, we will see you at the rink tomorrow when the uh, St. Louis Blues are who are in Winnipeg. So, uh, a double scout for you. Watch one of the teams you cover and a team they're going to play another one of the teams you cover. So enjoy that one tonight. Yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing Jake Neighbors again. Uh, I'm having he's having a great year. Obviously, Jake, yeah. a former Royal King, so I'm really happy for him and looking forward to catching up with him tomorrow. Awesome, thanks, DVD. Have a good one.
Thanks for having me on. There you go. That's uh, Derek Van Dees from uh, NHL.com. Hey, you know what? You want to kind of know what's going on with all uh, four of the uh, the Western Canadian teams? Uh, follow DVD online and, of course, at NHL.com. 833-401-1440. You can text us in our E-Well inbox, 833-401-1440 on the uh, orders. We have some questions. The fourth line, how satisfied with it? Also, need more from Nurse, just from from a physical standpoint, right? I think there's been a little bit of a slippage here in that element of his game. Not a major one, but it's an element of his game that I'd like to see more from. Your thoughts, 833-401-1440. The boss said, my name's Johnny. Oh, buddy, this is a great tune. I love it. Oh, yes. Great way to finish up Tuesday afternoon. Making your way home. Please turn your lights on. Okay? Make sure your back lights are on, not just your front lights. It's a lot of snow. It's blowing up. Can't see it. The last thing you want is a fender bender at this time. No one wants a fender bender. At any time, but definitely not right now. So 833-401-1440. Hey, guys, uh, what do you think CC's value is on the trade market? Uh, good cap hit, extra year, 20-minute D-man right shot. Wouldn't a team like Dallas love him? Nick. Well, Nick, like I said before, can you name a team that was a legit cup contender, which is what Edmonton is? Make no mistake about it. The Edmonton owners are a legit one of the top eight cup contenders in the NHL. If you trade CeCe to Dallas, you have to get a defenseman back. Point blank. Right? Like I, I've seen the suggestions that I don't believe are upgrades. Tanev, I could see being an upgrade. No question. But are you trading CeCe to Dallas on the off chance you'll meet him? Like it, I just don't think it's realistic. When, when I look at the history of the NHL, I guess nothing's out of this room. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. But it would have to be, okay, we're trading him to Dallas. We don't announce that until we know we have the 10 of deal done. Right? Because I'm sorry. I see a lot of people. Oh, William Carrier. I've talked to so many scouts who watch the game. I'm so, I don't care what you read just online about, well, look what his analytics say. That's one element. Okay, I've talked to so many people who think on a cup-contending team, he's a number five. So why would you add him to play him in your top four? Right? Size matters in the playoffs unless you're an elite defender like a McCarr or a Fox or a Hughes. They can get away with it. 
Okay? Getaways maybe is too strong of a word, but they do so many things elite that it's it's not that much of a concern. He's not elite. He's a good player. He's not elite. I, I don't see how that helps the Edmonton Oilers. Right? Like it, it has calmed down on the uh, you know people who wanted to to get Walker out of Philadelphia. Like they thought that again. He's a number five defenseman on a cup contending team. That's what he is. So Chris Tanev, hundred percent. And you know, I, I guess you're talking. Would it be a three way deal? Tanev to Edmonton, CC to Dallas, and you know Calgary. It's something. It's possible. But I think Dallas would rather have Tanev. So I don't think they're going to get involved in that. Right? I've, I've heard that, you know, that Winnipeg, Vancouver, Edmonton, Dallas, lots of them are looking after Tanev. Edmonton's not the only team. But I, I don't see how trading CC to Dallas is realistic or really helps you. Uh, unless you think they're giving you back a defenseman. And I don't see it. Hey, Gregor, would you trade McLeod for Nick Dowd? Um, straight up. Well, you're saving eight hundred grand. Um, they're different players. McLeod's younger. They probably, if the organization feels that he can still grow into things, right? He, um, I think their contract ends the same. Or did did McLeod get three years? I got to double check. I thought I got two, but maybe I'm wrong. Memory. Uh, I don't memorize term of every contract. Probably should. Yeah, he got two. It's okay. I was right. So he got two. Dow got two. So they each. Are done. Now, Dow would be a UFA, McLeod would be an RFA. So there's that. Uh, again, I, I don't think, like, I like Dow. I think he's a better defensive player overall, but it doesn't, all that happens is I'd rather have McLeod and Dowd as my two bottom six center. Plus, McLeod has proven he can move up to the wing if you don't get a top six winger at times. You can do it for four or five games. So I probably wouldn't do that. I'm, I don't want to subtract, like, one in, one out. I'm taking out guys on my team who I think aren't necessarily really helping. I think Ryan McLeod can help your team. Right? Like I'm looking at if I bring in a Nick Dowd, I'm taking out Derek Ryan. That's what I'm sending out. Right? Like you know, Derek Ryan's had a really good career. He's a good player, but I think Nick Dowd's a better player. So to me, that's an upgrade. Guys, Nurse needs to continue to play smart defensive hockey because he's their number one. Last thing the orders need is to start getting more physical and have injured himself right before the playoffs, JC. Well, I don't understand why being physical in front of the net is going to injure himself. I'm not asking him to fight anybody. Be stronger on the puck, better positioning. Make it harder for the opposition in front of the net. Pay the price. That's that's what I'm talking about. Who Who is the last defenseman who got injured by playing physical? Can you think of one? Cons? I don't really think of what. So, I mean, you can get injured not playing physical by someone who is playing physical. Very fair <laughs> point. Hey, guys, is Tanev a significant upgrade to use the assets on? Wouldn't the assets be better spent somewhere else? Lance, Lance, a fair question. I, I, I think that's a valid concern. How much, like, how much is Tanev better? Would be the question, right? Now, if you move Tanev for CC, right, the cal- salary cap is close, right? It eats up a little bit of the. The, the, the money that the owners have accrued, but not a lot of it. Uh, what else would you have to give up? Because if you're giving up Cody Cece for Tanev, like the problem is Calgary could then just switch Cece because you're right. I think he would have some value around the league. But if you're giving up, like right now, it sounds like, you know, they're hoping for a first or a second. Well, Cody Cece is like a legit NHL defenseman. At worst, he's a number five. At worst, that's what he is. 
Like, he's a proven, legit NHL defenseman. So, man, if you give up CeCe, I don't think you have to give up a lot more. Something you can say, but I'm not giving up CeCe and a first or CeCe and a second. That seems like way more. For just me, but. Hey, guys, what are your thoughts on Tom Wilson? I think he's a UFA. Prez, no, Prez, uh, he just signed a big extension. Uh, His new deal kicks in next year. So uh, I don't think he's going anywhere in Washington. I take hey, I would take Wilson. He's won a cup. He is physical. He can score. He he's a little bit of a unicorn. There's not a lot of guys in the league like him. Right? If you had him and Kane, each one guy in your top six line, now maybe it might be a few too many penalties every now and then. But make no mistake about it, guys would have their heads on a swivel with those two on the ice, and and you know you could build on something. But I don't. I don't see Washington trading him. They just signed him to that extension uh, earlier uh, last summer. So I don't see it happening. Connor uh, Hallie will update you on the uh, out-of-town scoreboard. The main early game is Toronto and Vegas that impacts the orders. Of course, you have the Flames and the Kings later on tonight. Have yourselves a wonderful Tuesday. Please turn your lights on. We're going to break down the blues. We've got a special guest. Who is it Wednesday tomorrow? Very looking forward to this one. Quite an interesting career path. That's what we always like. I like stories. Tomorrow, it's going to be some good stories. On behalf of Connor Halley, Sean Brown, and Jason Greger, if you missed any part of the show, go to uh, jasongreger.com. The individual interviews are there. Or anywhere you get your podcasts, Sports 1440, you can uh, get the uh, podcast as well. Let's get to Con Man Sports Update. Brought to you by Douglas Mattress. If you're thinking about a change and you want to try one, well, guess what? You get a full 365 days to make sure you'll love it. You won't even need that much. You might need six because it is great and it's comfortable. Get yours at douglas.ca slash Nation. Good night.